Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. When we first found out that we were going to have A-lister, superstar from Nashville, Candy Carpenter, in our show, we were very excited. You know, we love to have current hit makers, and Candy Carpenter's music is loved by everybody. She's got a legion of fans, the press loves her, and musical legends adore her. I mean, Dolly Parton said, and I quote, Candy Carpenter is one of the greatest singer-songwriters I've ever heard, bar none. I became a fan when I heard some demos and said, that girl's a star. Close quote. Dolly Parton said that. Brandy Carlile, not too shabby in her own way, she said the following about Candy, and I quote, Candy has a story to tell, and a voice that is honestly out of this world. And a close quote. Candy Carpenter, guys, is basically a legend in the making. She's already made so many hit songs. She's family in the Grand Old Opry, and we're honored to have her. But today's episode, guys, what makes it legendary, because it is legendary, and I hope that you buckle up for this one, is that the script went out the window. And Candy opened up with us about everything from divorce, relationships, um, you know, struggles to overcome life challenges, abuse in the music industry, you name it. This is as raw as it gets, and it created us to be open with Candy as well. It really felt like we had not met each other for years, and you guys are the big winners because this you're going to experience Candy Carpenter in her own words like no one has experienced her in a long time or ever. So we're honored to have Candy uh, share her music and her thoughts with us on the J-Rod Concerts, the podcast episode. And uh, if you want to check more about Candy, check out her website, candycarpenter.com. She will probably be heading out on tour soon as the music industry has opened up and you have got to experience her voice live. So without further ado, guys, this is the legendary and one of our top ever episodes with Candy Carpenter on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. There we go. Alden set up a, a fancy situation in our living room here, so... It's a very fancy setup, a very cool artistic setup you have going on, Candy Carpenter. Oh, well, well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, I mean, look at you, a burgeoning star on a Saturday here. Unbelievable, Candy. Look at all those guitars behind you. Love it. <gasps> Thanks. You know, I'm actually really upset right now. Why is that? Um, okay. I, right before our meeting, I was looking at this this Amazon order that I put in like a couple weeks ago. It was supposed to be here. Huh? And it's it's this really cute shirt. Sure. It's like, it's like a button down. It's a, it's actually a men's shirt. It's a button down. It has flames coming up. It's like a bowling shirt. <laughs> cool, cool. It reminds me of being a teenager. Right. So I'm looking at it. I, I ordered it already. It's coming. And then I scroll down a little bit, and it's actually part of a Guy Fieri Halloween costume. What? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. I don't, so this, this says a couple things to me, either I have the same taste in clothes as Guy Fieri, yeah. which I don't know how to feel about that, or, you know, people are just 
doing a terrible job putting their costumes together. And I don't think it's that. I got you. I got you. That's interesting. Well, you know what, Candy? I think you can pull it off. The Guy Fieri look, you can make it look really cool. You know, it's different on you than on Guy Fieri eating like 20,000 hot wings from, you know, from Nashville. You know what I mean? I guess I'm going to Flavortown. Yeah, you're going to Flavortown. That's exactly right, Candy. But man, what a treat to have you on the show, Candy. I mean, you've already had like such a prolific year. I mean, the Asteroid Comes EP, unbelievable. And then here comes the Church of Roswell with Josh Doyle, like in six months, Candy Carpenter. Thank you. What? Wow. I guess I hadn't really stopped to think about how it looks because I know how much time we put into all of this. And I, I kind of thought that none of, none of it was ever coming out the way that the way that it goes. I mean, it, it, it just takes so much effort behind the scenes to to put everything into place. And the way they came out at the same time is it, it really does make it look like I work a lot faster than I do yeah no well I mean yeah it worked out perfectly Candy and just to you know to introduce my audience quickly to you I mean you're just such a powerful singer songwriter I mean everybody loves you Candy legends like Loretta Lynn Jimmy Dickens a family member of the Grand Old Opry since forever I mean my buddy Adam Chaffins Britt Taylor they love you and they said you are the unamazing soul and that's all I needed to hear so I love them and they love you. So that's why we're friends already, <laughs> Jamie. It's great to meet you. I love, yeah, it almost feels like we've met. It's great. I it's love awesome. It. I love it. I love it, Candy. But yeah, I mean, look, let me start with this. It's funny because the second to last show I saw before the world stopped last year was on a Friday night on March 6th at the Hard Rock Hotel in Hollywood, Florida. You were there? It, the, the guitar-shaped hotel, right? Yeah. Yes. And that's when the first time that I saw Candy Carpenter just blow everybody's face up. Wow. I was there. I was like in the third row too. I was right there. It was the first time I opened for Brandy Carlisle. That was was such a fun night. And, and I didn't know I was doing that show until it was like 72 hours. I had to get a show together. I hadn't been touring yet because I didn't have a record out. And yeah, I, I actually, here's a little secret. I didn't sleep for 24 hours before, sure. before hitting the plane. So by the time I walked out on that stage, I hadn't slept and I don't know how long you were going on adrenaline. I love it. It was a hundred percent. I called my best friend Kaylee shore. And I said, I like, I don't, I am scared to death. I'm going to collapse out there. And she said, no, you're, you're going to be, be fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was such an interesting night too because it was like the pandemic was right around the corner, right? And uh, and it was such a weird feeling. What was the feeling like for you and like for for the team backstage, you know, knowing that because I think the world shut off like the next Tuesday or something. Well, it was the first time we'd flown with masks and 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 back then there was all of this, you know, different information. Like some people were saying the masks actually attracted more. Uh, yeah. potential virus because of the moisture and then some people were saying you, you had to do it we didn't know we didn't know what to do and what would be safe and um all, all, we also had no way of knowing how bad it would be um yeah. luck, luckily we were all safe and uh actually flew back i i went to another show with brandy mm-hmm. in florida um the next day after i opened for her in hollywood it was like in tampa or something or orlando because i almost go it was a festival yeah it was something mm -hmm. yep and then and then we flew to nashville that night and the next morning we woke woke up and recorded the ep amazing it was uh the like i think one of the last projects that was recorded at southern ground in in nashville before it closed 
Sure, sure. Unbelievable, Candy. Wow, these are just great stories already. I love it. Unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, Candy. And, you know, now that COVID is mostly pretty much over, hopefully, knock on wood, we're like, we turned the page on it. How is Candy Carpenter today different than that Candy Carpenter from 2020? Like, what did you shed off your soul that you don't no longer carry with you? That's a great question. You know, I always hated, like, doing my makeup, spending a bunch of time on my appearance Mm. for... Um, it, because, because I, I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really care to be honest. Like I, I don't, um, I don't care about physical appearance. I, I, I judge people based on their, on their energy, on their spirit, who they are, right. um, the, the way they treat other people. But here I was like, got like just covering myself in makeup and spending so much time trying to, trying to be perfect when that's not possible. And it felt so good to just be natural. And like, I love, I love red lipstick. As you can see, I've got a red lip, but like, other than that, I, I I'll just put on a little bit of powder and stuff and just go because if, if someone, I want people to get to know me and, and I don't want to hide anymore. Sure. And I just want to, I just want to be myself. Yeah. That's beautiful. Even if, even if I like, I can be super socially awkward too. Um, and I, I think, I think I just feel less afraid to be judged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this thing put into perspective, like what matters, people's souls, people's colors, and like just be yourself. Absolutely, Candy. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, What did you take away from it? Oh, man, a lot. Well, first of all, we're coming to you now from Nashville, you know, so we moved. My whole career was in Miami radio. So we had this, we had this big transformation. We moved to Nashville. I got divorced since we're, since we're amongst friends here. Oh, Um, a fellow divorcee here. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Exactly. (laughs) Congratulations, I guess. Thank you. Same thing. I think so. I think so. But you know, even though it was for growth and, and, um, and definitely like it was all for a reason and, and it was, and I'm grateful now how things happened in the, you still got to go through like the shit a little bit, I guess. Oh yeah. I wade right through that shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I took, I took away all that and now we're here. Wow. Well, well congratulations. Thank you. Candy. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as a bad divorce when it, I mean, when it's time to end things, it's time to end things. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just gotta, you know, convert the values just don't align and it's best for everybody to just keep growing. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. I've been, I've been in a relationship now for almost six years Nice. and it, it's been longer than, than my former marriage. And, and it's, I feel like I appreciate him more, um, having had a bad previous experience because, you know, like I I know that when we fight and, and the relationship I'm in now, um, it, it just looks different. It feels different. There, there's, there's less bitterness and hostility. It's, it's just a, a normal disagreement. So let me ask you this, Candy, you know, like just like pivoting completely from where I thought this was going, which is great because these are the best episodes. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, not I, surprised I, I, I'm derailing. I'm, I'm back in the dating game, you know, in Nashville. Like what are the, what, what is your, like, not only to me, but to people listening that are like, okay, like learn from the mistakes, like after a divorce, what, like, like, what did you learn that you can, you know, that I can, you can teach me and others? Ooh, that's a great question. <sighs> I, <laughs> I, yeah, I rushed back into dating, I think too quickly because I didn't want to be alone. I never really had been. 
I, I always, I, I don't know if I'd picked up codependent tendencies. I wouldn't quite call it that, but I, I definitely didn't feel um, comfortable in my own company. And when people would talk about how important that was, I think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's really that comfortable with themselves, but now I am. Mm -hmm. I, it, it is possible to, to find that healing and just enjoy quiet, you know, a book, yeah. cup of coffee by yourself. And there's no shame in that. And I realized that I would have been so much happier going through my life completely alone than with someone who made me feel even more alone when they were in the room with me. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, and once you feel comfortable with yourself, you're going to start attracting the right people, people that's who- really resonated, Candy, because you know, you can be with someone and feel alone, is it? But you absolutely, can, yeah. yeah, even more alone with the yeah, wrong exactly. person. No, you can be with someone and be lonely, but you can be by yourself and not be alone. It's, it's the same, yes. And and when I when I was unhealthy, because I, I was for a time quite unhealthy, my childhood was messed up, which we can get into if you want to later on, but. I needed to take that time to heal. I spent a lot of time in therapy, um, full transparency. I checked myself into a hospital for a couple of months because I was so hurt um, and lost and I just needed to click restart. And when I started dating, you know, after that experience, I was still attracting people who were kind of a mirror of, of where I was. So any unhealthy habits I, I had, I was, I was like attracting potential partners who reflected that back. Okay. And I would end up in a surprise, another unhealthy relationship. So it was like a pattern. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, yeah. one after another, you know, and until how, how you, did you break the pattern? Candy? I recognized it. Okay. That's, that's how I broke it. I realized I was doing it. I went, Oh, I'm actually super responsible for this mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. Like I, I don't, you know, with what I went through as a kid and as a teenager, you know, there was a time when it wasn't totally my fault that I was screwing up so badly. But then as soon as I recognized I was screwing up, it became my responsibility to fix it and undo it. And it wasn't fair. And, you know, I think that's where I got stuck. I'm like, well, it's not, it's not fair that I'm in this situation and that I have to, I have to do all this work now because I, I was, I went through abuse and, and this sucks. And it did, um, but it's it's like about learning to reparent yourself and kind of go back and work through those those early traumas and give yourself yeah. the love and attention that you didn't have. Um, as it's soon like embracing your garbage, right? Like yeah. instead of running away from it, like embrace your garbage. You know, crawling into that garbage and wallowing in it and sitting in it and sorting through it, and 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 loving it. Um, you know, yeah. giving it that attention. As soon as I did that, I ended up finding someone who accepted where I was, who I was, accepted the garbage and, um, and was willing to get in there with me. Amazing. Look at that. Candy Carpenter. Inspiring. We could leave it right here <laughs> and it's a win. You know what I mean? That was, that's all. That's awesome. I yeah. Hope so. And I think a lot of people like, you know, need to hear that still. Um, yeah. Well, I, uh, everyone's experience is different as well. So th this isn't necessarily the handbook for how to do it, but, um, 
you know, hopefully my story yeah. will resonate with somebody. But I think that finding, you know, the, you know, your behavioral patterns and finding the cause of them is, is important for all of us, regardless of our specific situation. The bummer is that it's uncomfortable and very sometimes it's scary, actually. You know, it, it's it's a real roller coaster that you end up having to go on by yourself. Yeah. It sucks. Sucks, Candy. And sucks. you know what? Since, you know, since, okay, since Britney's our mutual friend, let's bring her into this because she okay. just released a song called <laughs> At Least At Least There's No Babies. Yes, yes. I'm sure you heard it, right? It's a great song, a great, great song. That's exactly and, how um, I believe, oh my God. I, I told her when she told me the name of the song, we were at like the listening room and I'm like, I can't, I can't. I like, I'm like, you just nailed it. But anyway, you know, I ahead. actually, I actually in, in the relationship in the marriage I was in and I, it's, it's strange to even call it that I'll get into that later, but I ended up finding out after I entered into the relationship that I had a stepson my age. Mm. Okay. So, so you found that out how long into the relationship? What? It was like a year in. Um, it, okay. It, it's a very long story, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. At, like, no one, like, I, I need to process that for just like five, four seconds. Just give me four seconds here. To okay. Look at, okay. What? Okay. So <laughs> how did, how did, how were you told about this? Like what, how did it happen? Okay. Well, so the the whole the whole situation is that you know when i was a teenager I, I came to nashville pretty much on my own um from the time i was 11 i was i was working with a, with a producer here and then 13 14 um we found this woman who wanted to be my manager yeah i was making a lot of trips to nashville with her and then at 15 um partway through my sophomore year of high school i dropped out you and dropped moved, out right i moved here with her and I lived in the, the Shoney's Inn um, mm -hmm. on Demunbrian. And I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the Shoney's Inn. I, I met this guy backstage at the Grand Ole Opry when I was 15. Yeah. He would have been like 36. And I didn't really know that. Um, but like growing up at the Opry, he was one of the youngest people I knew. Yeah. And so, um, you know, unfortunately, I mean, the, the woman who was managing me ended up not being a super safe person. And by the time I was 20, I ran away from her. And, and your partner at the Grand Old Opry, and if you want to remind me his name, I, I, I forgot it, but, but he started suffering a little bit from dementia, right? Yeah, his name is Jack Green. And Jack Green, that's right. He was just a wonderful, sweet, dear man and, I, and um, kind of my only friend back then because mm. you know, I, was, I was touring with him um, at the time. Then you know, the, the manager I had had found a house for us. We were all living there. It was kind of a makeshift family situation. Yeah. And super toxic. I wasn't in school. I didn't have any friends outside of, of them and, and the people I ran into at the Opry. Um, she was incredibly abusive toward both of us. Mm. And I, I literally ran away. And I ran away with this guy that I'd, I'd met at the Opry. Sure. Um, at this time, he was in his 40s. I had just turned 20. Um, I basically moved in with him. From that. Which is which is crazy, Candy, because like at this period in your life, like you know, you're just you're already making a name for yourself at the Opry, Candy Carpenter, but but this is in public, but in private, you're going through like all this turmoil. Yeah, I think some people had an idea that something yeah. wasn't right. Um, okay, but but I, I don't. No one knew how to help, and no one knew what questions to ask. And and back then, 
we weren't having these open conversations about abuse and neglect. It, it you know, times have changed a lot, thankfully. Um, I, I hope that I can be part of that conversation because, you know, the, the entertainment industry is tough on adults. It's not a safe place to leave a kid alone. Uh, anybody that's going to want to take on a kid um, at 14, 15, and, and, and deal li like literally deal with a teenager full time um, might not have the best motives for doing sure. so. Sure, sure. Uh, it, it was wild. Um, but I, I ended up kind of just going from the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. You know, he, I, I don't, I don't totally, it's, that's, that's a tough one for me. I, I know I, I really want to forgive and move on. But the fact is, is I just was, I was so young in that situation and vulnerable. And he knew that. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to hear that candy, but um, I'm happy that you, you know, that you grew up into the blossoming flower that you are today. So thank you. you. Know. All that, all that garbage work. Exactly. That's what does exactly. it. <laughs> I mean, you know, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Like, yeah. Like even the worst traumas, even the worst shit that we go through, it's, it's here to serve us maybe. You know, well, I took us, I took us down a rabbit hole because you were talking about Brit's song. At least there's no babies. And I was oh, talking no, to you I about my it. former. I am like officially <laughs> a fan of the Candy Carpenter rabbit holes. Like, where do I sign up? Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be at 2am if you saw my Google search history. Uh, listen, I, I dig it. Like Guy Fieri shirts. I'm like, I'm loving every second of this. This is all, I, I see the pattern. <laughs> no, my point with Brit's song is like, why do you think in country music, like, there's not, and can she, she, this, this is her point. Uh, not a lot of people sing about divorce. Like it's not a thing when it's like 50% of people end up in divorce. I don't know. I, you know. I've kind of ceased to be embarrassed about my past because it's such mm -hmm. a, it's such a mess that I, I can like, my choices are either to lie about it or just be completely open and but Candy, it's a mess or it's beautiful think about it because it, it's it's the meaning that we give to life experiences you're like, right and i learned so much from it and i wouldn't be the weirdo i am if i if i hadn't been through Candy, that stuff i can already tell you this and like i'm it's it's cool we're, we're recording on all this but if we were having a coffee in east nashville i'd tell you the same thing you're, you're completely unique like you are too you're, you're completely unique and like that's amazing people like your souls and that's for you know didn't just happen Wow, you were you were very kind. I can see I can see why Britt and Adam have become such good friends. Ah. With you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And um, but yeah, I mean, okay, so so much to unpack there. But uh, but yeah, why in country do you think that people just don't talk about divorce in the industry? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think um, I think it's fear. Maybe mm -hmm. I think fear of being judged. Yeah. Um, we live in the Bible Belt. Yeah. And I think you know. Uh, the, the last thing, the last thing you want to feel when you have had your life completely ripped apart and you've had to make the choice to walk away from something that you thought was going to be a wonderful thing is to feel judged and to feel like, like somebody saying, wow, you just don't make good choices or you didn't try hard enough to get to that point where you're ready to uproot your entire life. Yeah. You're you're at a breaking point and you have to do it. Totally. totally I, had a, I had a pastor tell me that I would go to hell for getting divorced because my ex wasn't abusive enough. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. 
that broke my heart. It devastated me. It's, it's really, it was actually probably the biggest reason I checked myself into the hospital because I, I truly felt, I truly felt like I was living in hell. And so I, I, and you grew up like religious, right? Like your parents, when you were touring with them, like this was a gospel band originally, right? Like yeah. the whole thing. My dad, um, my like dad Heaven Sent. He- Heaven Sent was the name of the first band before the Carpenters. Heaven Sent. And the- yes. Yeah. Wow. You know what? My parents actually sent me. I will, I will give one to you because I think that you'll appreciate it probably more than anyone I know. I'm going to give you one of the Heaven Sent cassette tapes. Oh they, they sent me a bag of them. Oh, they're, it is, it's so, I named the cassette tape too. It's called Love That Came Down. I, <laughs> that it. was me. Take I it. was like eight. <laughs> I can't believe you You were like such a trailblazer at like seven, eight years old. I can't, Candy. I mean, you were t- talking to Vince Gill, like little notes, yodeling. Like, man, you're like a little, I love it. The drive is amazing. I was, yeah, I, I was a driven kid. Um, I drove a lot of people crazy. Sure. <laughs> Because you're, you're a trailblazer. You're blazing your own trail, and you always were. And, and, and people, you know, they just can't hang. Uh, but, uh, but like, you're, you're, like, becoming, like, a, like a musical legend. And uh, more importantly, Candy, like, you're an amazing soul. So, like, that doesn't, didn't just happen. It, it's with your focus. It's with your work. And that's what stood out, too. Thank you. I'm actually really pumped for you to hear the album that I'm working on now. It's my first full-length record. Cool. I was, I was really hoping to have it to, to the point where we'd be in the studio, like the summer recording it. Um, I've taken that pressure off myself. Another fun thing. If, if, if anything was fun actually during quarantine, cause it wasn't, I learned to take the pressure off myself because yeah, I mean, why rush? Yeah. Um, and that, and that's a big thing for you to say, why rush, right? Because oh, yeah. you always were, I mean, you dropped out of high school, you <laughs> went to the motel, you were playing honky tonks, like for, so, for you to say, why rush? Like, let me just acknowledge that breakthrough Candy Carpenter. Like, that's fantastic. Oh my God, you're right. I don't, I had not put that together. Um, well, it's, you know what they tell you as a, as a girl in the industry from the time you're a kid, like, like you're barely even through puberty and they start going, Oh, I don't know. She's getting a little old. Mm. And I always had this fear of aging and getting older. Um, I was desperate to not get, I, I thought that I was almost over the hill when I was 25 because of the way that the industry talks about women. Sure. And, and um, that was a long time ago. And here I am now saying, why rush my record? You know, it, it doesn't matter. I want, cause I wanted to be great. And these are the most honest songs I've ever written. I'm not holding anything back. I'm not worried about offending anyone. No. Yeah. I'm to be completely honest with you, Jamie, I am terrified to put it out. Wait, it's raw. It's like, it's raw. It's so honest that it will make, it makes me uncomfortable at times. And I, I feel like that's the gauge for this. If, if it's making me feel uncomfortable and, and like, I'm not sure. I want anyone to hear me say it, then I say it. But Candy, maybe you're going to change people. You are going to change people's lives with this record. Like the, because you never know, like a song, like um, from, from the new one with Brandy Carlisle, like when the asteroid comes, for example, like, like that song is, is strong because to me, I, the way I read it, it's about gratitude and about living in the moment. Yes. Thank you. Thank and you for can, seeing it that way. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And it can change people's immediate perspective because like we were hearing that a couple of days ago in research and it's like, well, you know, what's wrong is always there, but so is what's right after hearing that song. It was like, and it just, your whole day changes in an instant and you can change people's lives with your music, Candy. That's the purpose. Thank you. Sometimes I, you know, some people get bummed out by it and that makes me feel bummed out myself because it's, uh, it's really meant to be this positive message of impermanence. Um, I think one of the things that had been holding me back in life and, and, and in growing was that I, I was embarrassed by my mistakes and I'd be up all night worrying about them, worrying about something I said or did or someone who didn't like me and kind of realizing that someday none of this will be here. Right. Gives me so much peace because there's not going to be a historical record of someone I pissed off in, in you know, in 2020. No. Exactly, Candy. Like, like, what are we here for? Like, we're just specs here. Like, let, let us love, let us give, let us, you know, share like your gift that you have with the world. Like, that's what it's about because we're all going to be dust eventually, right? Yeah. And everything will be, even the universe. Yeah. I think that is what propels me now to live in the moment, to appreciate my friends. And, and the hardest lesson to learn as an entertainer, especially starting out young when everyone's kissing your ass and telling you how great you are, which is gross. It's, mm. it's like, it's not all about me. In fact, it's not about right. me at all. And that is wonderful news because I don't want that pressure. Um, I want to be able to release a terrible song someday and, and be able to live with that. You know, yeah. I want to be able to, to, to mess up and just get on with my life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Candy, this is amazing. You, you're like, you have us all inspired here. All the feels. It's great. Oh, what are you drinking there? Tea, a little ginger tea here. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, you know, chugging 30 beers the night before and then ginger the next morning to feel better. Yeah. Your body is a temple. <laughs> did you see that meme this morning? I did. Oh yeah, my God. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. That's so funny. Yes. Yes. I can't take credit. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. We have That's the so same funny. taste in humor, clearly. I, I love it, Candy. I love it. Okay. Let me ask you about. Um, Okay, let me ask you about Nashville, right? Because like we're okay. talking about the industry, it's a little, it's a little uh, gnarly. But you know, I was hearing Cheryl Crow the other day, and she was saying how moving from LA to Nashville, like eleven years ago, like kept it has kept her grounded a little bit. Um, have you felt that to be the case? Because you know, musically, you've been on fire for so long, but you're you're so down to earth, I mean, the best way, Candy. Do you think Nashville's got something to do with that? Um. I have had a different experience because sure. I've been here for 20 years. I've been here most of my life. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of just kicked my ass mm. entertainment in general. Yeah. I think that's why if, if I'm humble and down to earth at all, it's just because it, like I've had, I've been run through the mud. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what the experience of being such a big star and coming from LA to Nashville would be, I think it would probably feel more homey. And um, there are a lot of great people here. Uh, I have, I'm very lucky to have uh, 
a creative community of awesome friends who uh, who who get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, uh, I kind of lived ahead. in LA a little bit. Okay. Um, it it was like like a few months I was working on a record, but but I I don't know I was totally enamored with it. I actually sure. like ran into Jason Segal from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> like on like, the street or like, like in a studio or something physically ran into him like yeah. not like oh I ran into him there he was like we plowed into each other and <laughs> I was knocked to the ground that's great yeah did, did, you, did you say something to him at all or like or was it just like excuse me oh no I it, I don't actually remember what happened after that I, you were I, concussed I, yeah it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Candy that's great so Candy, what what is next with you and like and all, all these records? Are you gonna start? Are you gonna tour? Are you gonna perform? Would, yes, I have to. I have to put a a tour together. Do like, you miss like, touring, Candy? I do. I I do. I I have to be. I, like I got really into just being home in my sweatsuits. Yeah. But I think once I start venturing out into the the world again, I'm gonna love love being there because I miss connecting with people and yeah, you know, meeting fans at shows. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually, I'm gonna check. I wrote these down because my memory's terrible. Actually, my memory's so bad. I I got my Grand Ole Opry debut date tattooed, tattooed on my arm. Nice. What does it say? Because uh, it it's July twelfth, twenty nineteen. Love it. Love it. Okay. Cool. I had, to, I, I don't even remember my anniversary. I'm yeah. one of those people. It's in I my know. calendar though, but like, I don't off the top of my head and I'm whispering because <laughs> I think he's in the kitchen. Right. Um, you won't hear this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not a podcast that's being recorded. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my um, God. I'm, so I'm going to the UK. Hopefully. When are you going? In September, October? <sighs> September. I'm so reluctant to even announce it because I had a tour booked with Song Suffragettes for last year. Um, I remember that right after. Yeah, you were going to go with Song Suffragettes. Yeah. We sold UK. out London in a day. Oh, my God. It's all been canceled. Sure. You're scarred a little bit. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But right now, I am technically booked for the British Country Music Festival in Blackpool on Sunday, cool. September 5th. Cool. Um, and I'm headlining a show at the Green Note on Tuesday, September 7th in Camden Town, London. Lovely. Look at you. I'm very excited for that. I am nervous because I'm going to start playing some of the songs from the new album at these shows. And they're a little subversive. And it, it, So is that nerve wracking? The fact that like yes. that they're new or is it almost liberating because no one really knows them and stuff? I think that there will be a cross section of people who follow me now that might hit that unfollow button when they mm. hear the record. Ooh, that's good. Um, that gets yeah, me excited. I, I'm, I'm really thrilled to show people who I truly am. I, I, I got out of a deal last year that was kind of holding me back from being able to represent myself 100% honestly. And uh, it's, I didn't have complete creative control and now I do. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Maybe. Candy, <laughs> maybe. I gotta, I have to tell you, man, I mean, you were so good with your time, but my, my main takeaway from having, you know, the honor to connect with you today, Candy, is that 
your music side is awesome. You don't need me to tell you that. That's great. Oh, thank you, Jamie. But, but the takeaway here is what an amazing soul and spirit you are. I mean, first of all, like you've had cornerstones of your life inside of you that people would die to have. Like when you were young, like action is the most important key to any success. You knew that from young. And then, you know, you understood that your past does not equal the future unless you live there, Candy. And you just keep chugging along, man. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, I'm excited for us to hang so I can learn more about you. The thing that stresses me out about interviews every time is that I know I'm going to have to just sit there and talk about myself. Yeah. And it's not really my style. And yeah, like I, I literally get nervous and, and like get anxiety before I do an interview every time. Cool. Uh, just because I know <laughs> it's going to just be on me. Right. Okay. So next it time we'll turn the tables. We'll have some yes. coffee with Brit and Adam and we'll hang out. I'm going to interview you next. Oh boy. Awesome. <laughs> Candy Carpenter. We can't wait to see your Guy Fieri shirt. It's been a real pleasure to connect ah, this morning. It's so great to meet you. I'd like to invite anyone who um, still wants to follow me after this conversation to check me out on socials at Candy Carpenter. It's Candy with an I just to be difficult. Lovely. Thank you so much, Candy. You rock. Thanks, Jamie. See you later. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.